live from Crapper Creek, Alaska, the podcast. All right, welcome back to the cabin here in Crapper Creek, Alaska, just outside of Fairbanks. It's the podcast once again, and kind of a special one this week. Uh, I haven't really done that. My guest, uh, my my best bud and former co-host in radio, Mr. Jerry Evans is with us. Hey, buddy. Hey, nice to be out back in the cabin again. I know. Weird, right? (laughs) It still smells. Yeah, it does. (laughs) All right. Now, uh, here's the deal. Jerry and I really um, owe our broadcasting careers to each other in so many ways. I mean, we kind of started out about the same time. And this show is going to be just kind of a look back at the history of us in radio and broadcasting and comedy and what have you. A two-parter. Oh, is it a two-parter? Fucking A. Wow. See, and you can say that. Oh, you can cuss, too. Yeah, because this is podcast. Not real comfortable with that still. <laughs> being in, no, being in a radio station, because you know, know 35 years, I've never once cussed on the radio. Never once. Uh, do you and, remember I did once? Do I remember? I was on the board. You were in right. Hawaii, drunk. Uh, yeah, I was drunk, and I said something. I think I dropped that bomb. I said yeah, something about, oh, we're, you know, like getting, we're uh, fucking sunburned or yeah. something. Yeah, no, I remember that very well because I was on the board being the responsible one. Right, and you were back in Alaska and I was in Hawaii. And the funny thing is, it was at a time of day, because they're doing it during the morning show, where you couldn't have gotten up that early to get drunk. (laughs) You had to have been up that late to get drunk. That's pretty much how it was. Yeah. That was pretty much it. So uh, Jerry Evans and I started out uh, in radio about the same time, right around 82, I think. 81 is when I first signed on. You were right there about the yep. same time. A, few, a little bit after you. And it was college radio. Uh, at the time, it was called KMPS, which is now KSUA Radio. <laughs> right. Now, and, and the Carrier Current at the time. So it was a radio station, but it was Carrier Current, which um, basically meant you could only listen to us on campus. Yeah, nobody could hear us anywhere else but in their goddamn dorm rooms smoking pot. Well, and they, and and they did later on. They added it to Frontier Cable, which you could get if you got cable television, which most people didn't have. And they you could didn't tune in know. your radio to it, and no one knew you could do that. No, so. all I remember is I was living on campus. You were just off campus, yeah. and I would walk through my dorm with my stacks of wax, my box of <laughs> albums that I'd pick out from my own collection to take down there. I'd go, hey, don't forget! And I'd go to all my buddies, don't forget to listen. Okay, none of them. Yeah. No, we. I, Painstakingly scheduled music that nobody listened to. Yeah, that's ba- basically it. Because for you know, for us, when you're doing radio, and really, if one other person's listening, that's okay. That Even was if okay. it's your girlfriend or your buddy or this guy across from much me. like this podcast, <laughs> like we're doing now. Yeah, uh, but now actually, I was looking at numbers. We're, we're doing okay. Starting to do good. Numbers uh, in the podcast. Yeah, yeah, little, yeah. little tr- better than college radio. You oh say? yeah, oh okay. yeah, much better. I'm trending. I'm trending in a small <laughs> well, way. Very well, you kind of have to be trending because you just started. Really? <laughs> yeah, there's really. <laughs> really it's not the- like my numbers are getting worse. <laughs> you can't have negative listeners. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, define negative listeners, right. Karen. <laughs> so, so we started doing the. Uh, Carrier current station. Right. And uh, I did like, I don't know, some evening shift. You had a late shift and you, and it was uh, Sarah Cockett, Sarah Subhuman. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and Greg uh, Curtis. And Greg Curtis. And actually, and I don't even know if you, if you knew this because um, when I first started, um, did the shift Radios in Motion. It was from right. five to eight, Monday through Friday. And the guy says, well, what shift do you want to do? I go, I want to do five to eight. And he was like, which day? And I'm like, no, I'm going to do it like every day. Yeah. <laughs> and I and for like a month or so, 
every day I was in and there. And we weren't getting paid for this. Oh, we were just gosh, college no. students, right? Yeah, we were just just to be in a room playing music. That was, was all it was. At a radio station was cool. And so for the first month or so, it was just me. And then I realized I could not keep doing this. No. And then I tried to find some like-minded people. I haven't hadn't met you yet. So Sarah Subhuman Cowgill, who was. Uh, and she used to listen to the just the, the trashiest hardcore music. Oh yeah, and we all had a very eclectic, yes. much like any college radio station. You'd you know you'd play the Sex Pistols, followed it up with Robert Goulet, followed up with the soundtrack from Doctor Shivago, yeah, no, over to Led Zeppelin. I it remember, was I, all over the fucking. I place. would do this one where it was I had a Mister Rogers because they did a lot of thrift store shopping. Mister Rogers, where him and someone were going up in a plane, and then I would segue from that into. Laurie Anderson's uh, In the Air. Right. And, and then, yeah, all kinds of weird. You could do whatever you wanted again because nobody was judging you at the time. I remember one time I bought in this book and I read the uh, the story about the Watts riots going on down in Watts outside of Los Angeles. And I did it over this weird music from a band called Throbbing Gristle. And if you know who that is, yes. kudos to you because <laughs> they were an obscure band. But here, here I am sitting there doing that for like 15 minutes, just reading over the top of it with this real music. bizarre industrial music going And on. God love them up there at KCOA because they're still doing that to this very day. That tradition holds. You have no idea. Yeah. They yeah. don't know what they're doing. They sound horrible. But uh, so did we. I mean, yeah. that was the whole idea of college radio. Once again, my uh, guest host here, uh, Jerry Evans, Partner in crime. So uh, basically they went on, they moved, and I ended up taking over that other slot and running yep. that show with you. And I think we'd go back and forth a couple days. Yeah. And then we ended up going um, uh, on air. I remember my first day on the air, I was so nervous. Uh, just, you know, and there was just some dude in there going, all right, well, this does this and this does that. And then they just leave you. There was right. no training whatsoever how to talk, how to do anything. Remember that? Yeah. And I, I, I used to love going in the back room and, and that smell of that whole record library. If you've ever been in a yeah. uh, uh, used record store, you know the smell. That's it's that awesome. Smell. It was great. Yeah. And it's funny that you should, they bring that up because there's a guy uh, used to work there, Buck Mailer, when I was right, program right. director. I'll never forget because for, for years after that, he said, yeah, he says, it was so cool, Jerry. You had the confidence in me that I could do it and blah, blah, blah. And it's basically, I wanted to leave. And the, the next guy didn't show up and he was there. And it's like, yeah, here you go. Really? Yeah, just push these buttons and play. Yeah, and <laughs> just find anybody to take over because it was all live. We yeah. had no automation. Right. You, we were on the air twenty four seven. There's always some weird fucking yeah. dude we had late at night that would be working, and he just you know the bong would be sitting there in his black lights, and he'd just be uh, tweaking out on something. So this was way back when. So that's why you had to have we had these musical carts that are like eight tracks that never that stop only once. Right. Um, but you would have a lot of music on these eight tracks of popular songs because all you had was two turntables. So when a record was playing on one, you had to have something queued up on the other one when right. it ended. But, you know, you always had these on a, on a standby, the carts, just in case you needed something to fill in. Which we did often. Which, and, and the thing with the two turntables, it was rough when we were doing it, but like back in the old rock and roll days where all the songs were like two minutes, 47 seconds. Right. That Holy I can't cow. even imagine radio in the 50s and early 60s when it was nothing but Motown, Beach Boys, Beatles, and Elvis. Yeah, you yeah. had no time to take a shit. And that's and that's why our, our theory is yes. bands like, uh, especially Inagata DeVita. Oh, am, yeah. That I started it all. That was the first yeah. uh, Take a Dump song. It had to be because it was a whole side of a song. And it, 
thinking back, it really wasn't that great of a song. No, it but, was kind of a shitty song. <laughs> well, literally and figuratively. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's the song you would put on when you had to go to the bathroom. We're real, more likely really at that time getting high or making out or whatever. Whatever it was, Whatever yeah. you needed a break for, you put on a long song. Or me and, and my girlfriend would have sex on the uh, on the sales manager's desk, on Tom Anderson's okay. desk. Me and Nolan would go in there during a nice long song just out of spite. Really. Yeah, I, I've, and I've got a few stories like that. Oh, sure we uh, do. Yeah. Go so, ahead, share. No, I don't know if I want to. Because <laughs> my, my wife that I'm happily married to. You didn't now know and, her then. What difference does it make? You didn't even know her then. Uh, you don't know my wife, do you? No, <laughs> I, actually, you I do. do know I, her. In fact, <laughs> I knew her then before you knew her. Yeah, that's true. But uh, uh, neither here nor there. But those were good days. And yeah, we always had a theory that then when albums came out, album-oriented rock, full-length uh, 33 and a third albums, right. um, a lot of these uh, rock bands, classic rock at the time, sure. would put one long song on their record, and they knew DJs would play it because yeah. they'd need a break. Yeah, and you had, uh, uh, you know, you had uh, "Stairway to Heaven," "Inagata de Vida," you had uh, Alice's Restaurant. Yeah, there's just there were tons of them, and and so uh, "Freebird," that, you yeah. know, they all everybody yeah. had one at least an eight minute song on their album. For just that reason. Ju- and we knew it was just that reason. Yeah. And they'd have to edit it down for a 45. And but still. And, but still, when we were working a late shift and you'd have to, I can remember during the holidays one time, uh, and this was a flash ahead, like maybe a couple of years, that last year we were there maybe when we had CDs. Remember, we got the first CD player, first CD we got back in black. Yeah. It gives you an idea of the, of the time frame. And I remember putting on Dark Side of the Moon, and I'd been working all day. The late night guy said he couldn't be there. And I put on Dark Side of the Moon, and I put it on repeat, and I went in the back room, and I laid down. I just put a a coat over my head. Somebody, after about the fifth playing, (laughs) called the campus security, and they come in there. Here comes Barney Fife with their little flashlights. And they open, and all they see is a body with a coat over the top half in the back room. (laughs) And they freaked out, and uh, then they saw I was okay. and. Yeah. But they had to wake me from my slumber so I could play it one more time. That's funny. That was in the old days. That's when uh, something similar to that, I'll never forget. Because, I mean, at a radio station, it was a social place, too. And especially oh, back right. in the record room, there's a lot of people to invite their stoner friends up there. And, and, the and there was couches, and we would just oh. sit around and uh, smoke weed, those of us that did, and uh, drink. And we were just, it was like a, a real party atmosphere. Yeah. And at the time, the music we played was different than anything being played on the air. Because by that time, we were actually open air. We became a right. commercial radio station. Yeah. And we were making money doing this. Yeah. That Not was so a lot. Weird. And that, that was funny because, you know, that's when you kind of took it serious. But you and I, even though nobody was listening, we always took it seriously. You know what I mean? We, we knew what we wanted to do. And I'll never forget when I became a program director there. Uh, and, I'm, and this is still carrier current days. And I'm listening to it at home. And all of a sudden, you hear that sound you hate to hear when the needle hits the end of the record and goes. Yeah. And it went on, and I'm looking at my watch, and I'm like, oh, no. So I get on my bike, because that's all I had at the time. And I bike up there, and I walk in. Up and on I, the campus up on, on the, the hill. Up on the campus, yeah. right, the radio station, and it's the needle's still going across the groove. And I go into the back room, and there's a DJ with a bunch of his stoner friends. They're all sitting on the couch. <laughs> and I go, excuse me, do you guys mind getting up for a minute? And they got up off the couch. And I opened the window. 
I pushed the couch onto the roof of Constitution Hall, that. and then I pushed it into the dumpster. And that and, was the end of the couch. And then I left. <laughs> and I really didn't think it through because then we had no couch. We, we had, had no couch. We had no money to buy another couch. <laughs> and it was an old couch, <laughs> but it was so sperm coated. Oh, it was yeah. probably for the best. It really had to go. Our guest, Jerry Evans, we're talking uh, the history of Jerry and Glenner. I promise I'd give oh, you is that what it front is? Okay. billing there. I, oh, yeah. Because of that. All right. And uh, there, we had a little fun with sound effects. Remember putting our head in a trash can? Yep. Uh, 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 yeah, making uh, the sound of fire, crinkling paper, you know, leaves or what have you. Now, if I can back up just a, a little bit more, and that's one of the reasons that I think you and I got along so well together so early on, because I'd done shifts with Greg and Sarah and all that kind of stuff. But when you and I started working together, uh, we discovered the production room, and we oh. we were both obviously fans of. Uh, Cheech and Chong, Smothers Brothers, Fire Sign Theater, you know, all this, all the old, what we call theater of the mind. So right. you the and old I albums, like, yeah. all in, all in. So, we had record albums of sound effects. Yeah. And, and so you gold. and I would sit back there and we would, for not many people listening again, we would write skits as characters right. and do all these sound effects and stuff. And we kind of, for our own amusement, although people started listening as time went on, but there was so long where you and I would spend hours in a production room just doing these Stuff character nobody voices. nobody would hear. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> a lot of times. It would just cases. be us, and we never even used them on the air, you know, right. sometimes. And we'd come up with weird sound effects, or we would find something, oh, like this gem. See if you remember this one. Okay. Let me crank it up here. Hold on a second. <clears throat> here we go. Oh, I know exactly what that is. Yeah. Matter of fact, that's what I was hoping it would be. Shall I? Yeah. Been probably 20 years since I've heard it, and almost that long since I said the Dingfutzer. It's the Dingfutzer. It's the Dingfutzer. And we would play this on the air and call it the Dingfutzer, and that we would have the Dingfutzer set up in the... Because that's what it was labeled on the record. Yeah. Did we ever find out what a Dingfutzer was? No, I, honestly, I thought you made that name up, because it sounds like something you would have. It was, it's a sound effect, and we would... And we would, you know, we would make up characters and that's when we started making up our engineers and the dingfutzer would be going in the background so we do we do whole shifts we do hours with this in the background you know we'd be between songs we'd be coming up when we sometimes the dingfutzer would get louder and we'd have to talk over the top of it just so you can hear some of the dingfutzer there's no people are wondering what is the dingfutzer what's the dingfutzer and here it is i just googled it while you said that story all right and i spelled it exactly how it was on the album yeah and it said, uh, Google says, did you mean Dean Foster? <laughs> no, I meant the fucking, no. It was the, and, and we would play this. Do you remember uh, years later at uh, K-Wolf, we would have a loop of one of those carts, and all it was was our radio news buddy, Tom Farrell, making the sound of a duck. Quack. And yes. we would play it, and it would play over everything, every commercial, every yeah. song. We would just leave it in the background, and a quack, one quack would come up about every 90 seconds. Yeah, and, and sporadically, too. Right. And remember, people would call and go, what's that deck? And we'd go, what duck? What, yeah. We, so we never, we, ever we, even acknowledged we, it on the air. We just played the fucking duck sound. Yeah. Quack, quack. All right. All right. And, talking and, and with yeah, uh, Jerry that, Evans, yeah. we're talking the early days of radio, uh, KSUA, and the early days of our show. Then we started, uh, we finally got a show together that was right down our alley, and it was the Afternoon Drive show, and we called it the Not Quite Tonight right. Show. We even had a, a, a Darren Gallagher, a right. longtime musician here. Uh, we went over to his place. We wrote up some really bad lyrics, and uh, he played a song. We had a theme song. I don't 
know the last time I've heard it, though. It's got to be around somewhere. Somebody's got it. I was hoping we had it, but apparently uh, not the case. So that, that's too bad. Well, I, like most things back then, um, I don't know if I really want to hear it again. I think what I have in my mind is better than it than it could possibly <laughs> Much be. Much like our early cassettes. So we had comedy tapes we did years later, and uh, lis- listening back... Oh. Because some of our early, it's just painful. It's brutal. It really is. Because like you, like anybody that has a hobby, the first thing that you do, right. you're like, oh, wow, this is cool. And then you want to show it off to everybody. Then by the time you do a second one, you're like, oh, this is really good. The first one, eh, not quite as good now. And by the time the third and fourth roll around, we were wanting to buy up and get all those cassettes back and burn them. Right, right. Oh, yeah. We, but now uh, they're kind of a collective. The, 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 the kitschiness of them is kind of yes. cool. And I still get people mentioning the very bits from the very first cassette, like uh, Alaska Land of Disaster. I always get people yeah. mentioning that one and a couple of the other weird bits. And we had a, we had a few of them that would, that would uh, you know, that we would play. Right. Uh, like, uh, for instance, Gus and Roy. Remember the characters Gus oh, yeah. and Roy? Now. Uh, we, it was, it started because of some security guys in town doing something wrong. I remember, I don't know if it was the first time, but I remember when you and I, well, I did security at the, um, Blue Oyster, Blue Cult. Oyster Cult. Right. And that was back in those days. Yeah. I had the KCUA shirt on. So it might've been because of that. I forget. Or is campus security maybe, but. But there was a campus security. We did movie C and then we did the fair, the state fair security. Right. Remember so, that one? We, I think I have it. Hold on. Now, again, the sound quality on these is... Well, it's never very good. No, and I did my best <laughs> to clean it up, so... I don't know if we'll play the whole thing. It's time, once again, for the adventures of Gus and Roy. State Fair Security. Well, if this don't lead off, there he is in all of his majestic glory. The world's largest bull, completely unguarded, and us, Fairbanks' premier cramp fighters, keeping watch over a giant cat. Now, every job's an important one, Roy. Besides, I thought I saw the proprietor of the coleslaw hut sneaking around back. Better keep our eyes peeled. S- say, you better take it easy on that there fair food. We like. It's only my third corn dog. And your fifth elephant ear. Fourth. Not to mention just polishing off your third frozen lard ball on a steak. Okay, already, Gus, but I did have a bite off the world's largest alcohol to offset that. All right, so anyway, yeah, that was wow. That was Gus and Roy. And it's funny because we, we tried to make it sound hokey and older at the time, but it's like that that sounds like something off a 1950s matinee. You know what I mean? I mean, well, that doesn't was kind it? kind of the idea, but it really yeah. does. It really that really <laughs> didn't age well, did it? Now I'd stand by the scripts because we still I, I still have boxes of the of the scripts of these things too. Oh, Again, I do too. In, think, in, in yeah, just written handwritten notes we had because we didn't have computers. Right. We didn't have any. Everything was written on notepads and recorded on a reel to reel and then re-recorded. And we would uh, we would have fun with them whenever we could. In those days in radio. We're so wild because we could get away with so much. And we were playing music that no other station was playing. Everybody else at the time was playing uh, Top 40, Adult Contemporary, uh, and Country. And those were the only three music uh, choices Fairbanks had. And this is probably 80, I want to say 84, 85. Maybe about 85, we went uh, open air and we just took Fairbanks by storm. And we were the number one station for adults in town and uh, the other stations hated us because we were a bunch oh, of kids geez. that didn't know what we were doing. 
But it was working. But we were playing like the Buzzcocks and the Clash and oh, the yeah. Sex Pistols and Jim Carroll Band. Yeah, the English Beat and the Specials. It was all new wave punk. Some rock because some guys, you know, we had our classic yeah, rock yeah. guys at night. Put it this way: it doesn't matter if you if you if you cut your teeth. My favorite band's the Clash. It doesn't matter. You talk Stones, Beatles, you know, ACDC, Pink Floyd. It's like. Those are staples, regardless of what your format is. Right. But Shouldn't we be. played a lot of, and there was uh, only one other band that made no- notoriety in Jersey that was doing that, much like us. And there's a documentary about that station now, and it looks and sounds and feels so much like our early days of, of radio, just playing deep cuts off of a Clash album. You yeah. know, you'd never do that. And yet we dominated the market doing it. It was now, pretty funny. I think the the reason the other stations got pissed at us for a number... Ooh, I got to say pissed on the radio. Uh, <laughs> still not used to it yet. Not in the studio, Glenn. No, 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 um, no. But at the time, the other radio stations, they were pissed at us because we're doing so well in the ratings. And the funny thing is we weren't cocky about it because we didn't know any better... It was no, no. We to were us, cocky. To us, it wasn't so much work. <laughs> we were just having a blast, turning people on to music and having fun. And it didn't seem like because it wasn't a job to us because we, were, we weren't getting paid very much at the time at all. But it used to drive everyone else crazy because they were trying to figure out how to combat us, and we we're just playing stuff. Hey, and let's play fun. this. I remember um, you had mentioned it a week ago in a little Zoom meeting we took with friends about the time uh, KQRZ Radio, <laughs> 102.5, which is Kayak now, but they were a top yeah. 40 station. And uh, they were giving away bumper stickers like Safeway. So we went and took like the entire stack, hundreds of them, yeah. and then spelled the words KSUA out of their bumper stickers on a wall somewhere. It was the uh, outfield at Groudon Park. <laughs> That's where it was, a big green wall there. So it looked like everyone was like, oh, KSUA, and they looked closer. Wait, are those KQRZ stickers? That's, yeah. And they were. We and then KQRZ again oh. did a, uh, uh, a thing at the fair where they gave away a brand new car. They said they were going to give away right, a car. Right. Nobody ever actually won the car remember how they would do those uh-huh. and we lo- looked at it and it was like come here nice car but nobody actually won you'd have to try to see if your key fit in yeah. it and they'd have lines of people all day never gave away the no. car it was just the shittiest fucking promotion <laughs> idea and uh but we noticed that all it had was like an am radio in it, it had right. nothing no cassette deck so we took this really shitty old, I th- was it a Ford, uh, was it a Chevy Nova or an Impala? Or- All I know is it's a, a crappy car that, that barely ran that somebody gave to us. So- and we hand-painted it with house paint, wild colors of house paint, yeah. my parents' Case garage. way all over the thing, of oh, course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we called it the we Land big- Shark. Yeah. And then we did a TV commercial. <laughs> well, we did it. well, before we did the TV commercial. So what happened is this other station was giving away a great car with a shitty stereo. So we gave away this shitty car and we traded out with Hoyt's Underground Sound. $10,000 sound system. It was system just a in this. beautiful sound system. So the car barely ran, but God damn, did it sound good. Oh, it sounded fucking awesome. It sounded go good. So, so good. we did this big car co- where you could, we would drive around and people would sign up to win it. And we would just throw the entry blank in the back seat of the car yeah, so remember that. there so you go you're entered yep. there you're entered and the tv ad was uh you and kurt wald and you're there in your yeah. little orange jumpsuit going here it is the ksua cruiser <laughs> yeah. land shark or whatever and kurt wald plays an old woman and yeah. you guys and the whole idea is at the end of the ad i'm laying down in the back seat of the car and i pop up and I do something little, ha ha. And which is very exciting because this is probably your act, your acting debut. My acting debut. I so you must have so been pretty excited. Really fucking to excited. watch it when it came out on television. Oh, it came on. It was on TV and we were all <laughs> sitting around watching, waiting for it. I, I felt like, uh, what's his name in Monsters, Inc.? 
<laughs> Remember the first where they get wait for the big ad and then the thing comes over his face and you can't yeah, see him, right, but he right, was right. so happy. Yeah. Well, yeah. here's what happened is uh ads have to be exactly thirty seconds. Yep. Problem is, is I pop up out of that back seat at 30.5 seconds. <laughs> so the ad ends with you guys. And we had to do like 30 takes. Oh, yeah. And I had to pop up out of the back seat every time. Yeah. And that part, it, it ended up on the editing room uh, floor. The cutting room floor. I felt like Kevin Costner in The Big Chill. And it must have been horrible for you because you didn't even have a line. So you couldn't have screwed it up. It was Kurt and I that were screwing things up. I kept it up. Wait. And I kept popping up going, woo, <laughs> surprise, out of the back seat. And it never like, I don't know if you had like, I don't even remember if it was a line, but kind of popped up and did yeah and just did face. something funny and yeah and then um the <laughs> yeah. one i would lo- i would love to have that one but the other one was the oh, one the- where you played a genie yeah no it was oh, for a heating company God. wasn't it yeah and it was in somebody's weird house you and a girl and a dude and you were dressed up as a genie and yeah and they did the thing where and you I, were pretty sure it was going to be porn <laughs> i know because i came in and it's like Okay, so here, what do you what do you need from me? Okay, you need to put on this gypsy outfit. And it was like not gypsy, but a genie outfit. Right. You know, like I dream a genie, but on the male side with the turban and the open, just a vest, and these big <laughs> balloon pants. I don't know what I had on my feet. Uh, yeah, didn't and there matter. was a dog involved. And there was I walk in this weird dog. apartment, and there's a large dog, and this girl and her boyfriend, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to get raped. <laughs> This These is are you or the porn. dog. It's going to be a porn movie. But it did have that porn movie feel. And I don't know, whatever. I cross my arms and I and blink, blink. And all of a sudden. A dog appears. A, yeah, or the puff yeah. of smoke and the dog appeared. And I'm, I'm sure I'm sure the production quality on that was excellent. So, oh, yeah. It was, so, it was you know what? Totally top notch. In, in hindsight, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it, but um, that'll never happen. We, we did a, a number of commercials. We did some for the food factory where we're committed yes. to the food factory with straight jackets, which there's no way in hell you could fucking get away with nowadays. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. oh yeah, we no. still have those. a lot of stuff we couldn't get away. Oh, with. Oh no, now. Shirley Q. Licker. I don't even know. I don't oh. think I can play her anymore, and she was hilarious. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Times are just different, of course. Uh, I mean, Blazing Saddles was still on network television. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, we would do a lot. We did a lot of the uh, Food Factory ads. We did one for AT and T where we dressed up like doctors, and I don't even know if it ever aired. I don't think they ended up using it, but we spent right. all gonna, day we doing that We did all day ad. doing this. But actually, the funnest part about that shoot was, I, I'm air quoting, the right. shoot was that- We, we were had dressed a, up like surgeons. We had surgeons. And and uh, we're and this was out on by Lathrop High School, and they had a big break. So it's like, let's take a break. Uh, we'll meet up back up in an hour. So Glenn and I, with our doctor costumes on, clipboards, yeah, we stethoscopes, the whole thing. Oh, yeah. We drove over to the hospital. And just started walking around. In the emergency, we got everywhere, just acting like doctors. Nobody really knew who we were at the right. time yet. Right, right. And highly against the law, I should <laughs> well, say. Yeah, we were in places. Yeah, that, We were pretending to be doctors in an yeah. emergency room, uh, operating room. We're walking, not, not right there with patients, yeah. but walking, yeah. We were everywhere doing that commercial, I remember. The only thing I regret about that is that I didn't get to give anybody any advice. Yeah, I was hoping I to wish... give somebody an enema, but never. <laughs> it never happened, and I was kind of bummed about it. It would have been kind of fun. Hold on a second. I should do it. Wow. Oh, look at you. All right. This is another segment of our show. Was it called the... The scary phone. The scary phone. I was going to say the mystery phone. So every once in a while, this thing would go off. We would ask for calls, but we would never answer it. Yeah. Answer it. Yeah, no, I'm you answer it. You answer it. I'm not going to answer it. 
it's a scary fucking phone. And we'd always say, look, it's oozing. And we would like give you a yeah, little yeah, picture. It was theater of the mind. One day we did our whole show from a swamp. Remember that? Oh, gosh, And didn't yeah. like I turned into a frog or something yeah, weird happened? Yeah, we, we or... always took it a little too far. We did one <laughs> one day somebody bought out the radio station and put in an arcade. Right. The whole thing was an arcade. Yeah. Right. And, and we would just find these sound effects and say, okay, let's do this for the day. And that's what we would do. But the coolest thing about that, now this is uh, this was when we were up at... Um, Wolf 98 or K-Wolf at the, at, the, at the time. And the people that we looked up to in the broadcasting community now worked in the same building. Your Lowell Purcells, your Steve Agbabas, Tom Farrells, Bill Wally. Oh, oh, yeah. And they were, these guys were, were legends. Hi, folks. Steve Agbaba here. You know, funny thing. Whenever I'm in Fairbanks, I desperately try to avoid Jerry and Glenner and the K-Wolf wake-up call. Who needs them? They're just bad for my image. Don't you know? Bad, bad, bad. Now, see, that was the cool thing is that we could write up anything and these guys would read it. They, they, you know what? They got it. Like a lot of people might think, oh, these young kids, what do they know what to do? But we would write up these scripts for them to be characters in our, in our little theater of the mind. And they would do it without even thinking about and it. And not only them, but we would get some famous people to do it as well. Oh, hello. This is Raymond Burr. The way I see it, you've got two choices. Listen to the K-Wolf wake-up call with Glenner and Jerry, or you can rot in that prison cell for the rest of your life. Get a clue. Owl with the wolf. Ah, that was gold. Yeah. That was gold. Now, here's the deal, folks. Uh, This is part one of the podcast. Uh, We'll wrap it up here in a couple minutes, but... I'm going to have Jerry come back next week yeah. and we're going to do, um, we're going to do it again, but we're going to go from like the K-Wolf years into our years of doing stand-up comedy okay. and into X-Rock. So we can kind of tease them a bit because really we owe so much of what we do to uh, our former boss, legendary Bill Wally. Yeah. We Willie Wally, uh, for those of you listening around the world, was the uh, mayor of Fairbanks. I think it was the mayor of Juneau for a while. Uh, he was the man of KFAR radio, had the best voice you've yeah. ever heard. And we've got a great bit we'll play next week of him coming in on the air with us, which is cool. And (laughs) at the time, there was KFAR radio, and then they bought their first FM, and that's where we came into play, was with uh, K-Wolf Radio. Uh, I started there first. After We both got fired at KSUA for various reasons. But A couple times. In radio, you have to be fired at least a couple times, because that's just how you cut your teeth. Yeah. And you went on to work at Hoyt's Music, and you were at a record store. Yeah. Terry Wall, the late Terry Wally, God rest his soul, Bill's son, who is our age, um, was, the, uh, was uh, the general manager's son, and he and I started the show together. Right. And he was very dry, very dry sense of humor. Great yeah. guy, great, great radio guy. guy. And funny in a weird kind of yeah. way, but, and great radio, you're right, for a straight radio person. But and- his energy and mine never mixed. No. And we were on for about six months, and then he left, and Bill says, do you know somebody else who might want to do morning radio? I go, yeah, I got an idea. And I, call, I think that <laughs> I day you were there. Yeah. And uh, boom, we started on uh, K-Wolf Radio together, and uh, it was uh, us, and it was the KFAR crew, and uh, it was cool because we basically just called ourselves the Wally Bunch, remember? Do I? A man named Wally, who was running one station of his own. Was number one with news talk information. <laughs> His name was KFAR. Right, that part needed work. Here's the story of Lunch and K Wolf, who were heating up some airways of their own. They were playing the best music in Alaska. 
Choir from uh, Lathrop High School do yeah. that. So and we wrote that up. And uh, and I and another reason why you're my best friend, Glenn, and I love you as a broadcaster. When the singing was over, you didn't fade the song down. You let it play all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, that kills me when they t- when they take the last two notes off a classic song and they you know they now, fade it down. Like, you got to oh. let it ride. You, you let it ride all the way ride. out because that's the payoff. That's Mr. Jerry Evans. Uh, we'll talk next week. We're going to talk about K Wolf uh, X Rock, the birth of Crapper Creek, Alaska, and we're going to talk uh, comedy. Maybe we'll get a guest in or two. Who knows? That's Very all cool. coming up. Thanks for being here, buddy. Yep. Cool. So do I get paid now? Oh, about that. Yeah. You've been listening to Live from Crapper Creek, the podcast with Glenner, produced by Mike Cook. For the full morning show, log on to the live stream at xrock959.com. This has been a Glentertainment production.